Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Welcome back to episode 47 of the Swinging Flamingo podcast. I am Lee, and this little pumpkin spice latte is... Mrs. Flamingo. Are you ready for fall weather? I am, but I think we're bypassing it. I think we're just hitting a bipolar winter. Texas goes from blazing summer to snowmageddon, so there's no in-between. Nope, not at all. I can't believe we're on 47. That means we're getting close to 50. Can you believe that? What does that matter? The people that didn't think we'd make it to 10. Four years worth of nonsense and we're still going. That's right. So back to the pumpkin spice latte. Are you a basic white girl? Is that your jam? No, but I think it's yours. Yeah, I fucked up and got <laughs> pumpkin spice bagels today. They probably thought you were buying it for your wife. That's it. I'll go with that story. <laughs> So going into fall, I was thinking that things would slow down a little bit, that it's kind of swinger off season, but damn, I don't think we're getting a break through the end of the year. I know, and we're trying. We've done good about staying home about as much as we have gone out. Yeah, well, and I've been busy with work, and so I want and I'm forcing myself to take that break. I've been fine with Netflix and chill around the house. I've been pretty cool with that lately. Well, I also think that you had witnessed my meltdown from being overwhelmed from the wedding, and so you are letting me relax as much as possible. Well, we're not talking about the wedding anymore. That's done and over. I wasn't talking about it. I was talking about my mental state from it. Is it better now? <laughs> I don't know. You're fixing to put me in a not good mental state. <laughs> you keep it up. Let's talk about our last episode, because we did get quite a bit of feedback from it. What's crazy is we probably had more feedback from this episode than we have in any episode in a long time, which it was a cool topic. We had a great time at Podbash, and the people that contacted us said that we really related that in our episode, how good of an event it was. Well, and for me, I feel like, and our listeners that went to Podbash would agree, is that you get what you put into an event. So if you're going to sit in your room, if you're going to go out and do tourist activities and not be involved with the group and the event you're in, then you're not going to enjoy it as much. Yeah, that was one thing that really impressed me about it this year is everybody was wanting to get out and make the most of it and spend their time with the other people that were coming in. Again, it's like a big family. Well, even so much that whenever, let's say, a handful of them have traveled to Texas and then they're reaching out to us and like, hey, we're, we're in DFW area. Let's do dinner. Let's go out. Yeah, we got to go out a couple weeks ago with some friends and took them to the lodge, which at first they were a little apprehensive because, again, the lodge is a gentleman's club. And I told them, if you're into it, you will notice the girls. If you're not into it, you won't notice the girls. I'm just there for the food. But they were into both of it. They enjoyed the food, and they actually came back and texted us later and said, you were right, that food there is fucking amazing. I think we're going to need to get the lodge as a sponsor at some point. I don't think we've ever done an episode that we didn't mention the lodge. I agree. Maybe free food for me. We've also got one of the unicorns coming in weekend after next, was looking to spend some time with us, so we'll have to see if that pans out. The Friday before, we are going down to Austin to see Brian and Brenna for their Hot Wives of Austin event, and then 1st of December, in amongst all my travel, we've got a couple from Odessa that wanted to come in that are coming in for a, I believe, a murder mystery podcast event. 
I know. And I know event, the event they're attending and I kind of wanted to attend it. I put it in my interest box, but I think it was sold out before I could get a ticket. So I'm super excited to touch base with them on that event. And this is the great thing about this group. They're coming in and they're reaching out just for like, hey, let's do coffee real quick or let's go spend the evening together. You know, it doesn't have to be a big, we're coming in to spend time with you for the whole weekend. They just enjoy our company so much. They just want to see us for a few minutes. All right, enough talking about how everyone wants to come and visit with me. Let's talk about our next Pod Bash event, 2024. We'll be at Secrets Resort back in Florida, September 19th through 23rd. So to all you people that reached out and said, man, we're sorry we missed the one in Vegas. Hey, you've got plenty of time to plan for Orlando or Kissimmee, rather. And also those of you that wanted to check out Secrets, join us because it's a perfect time. You'll for sure have a good group there, a good atmosphere and a good environment. So join us. Come be part of the family. We even commented last time we were there that people that were showing up for day passes that weren't part of the event, they actually end up being regulars and coming back every year since then. What are the dates again? September 19th through 23rd. Now, I will say this. That is actually going to be my birthday weekend. So we're definitely going to live it up that weekend. So come and join. Celebrate my birthday and Pod Bash. What about if I wanted to celebrate my birthday? Yeah, we bomb out every time on your birthday. We're not going to talk about your birthday yet. Well, I guess since you're still on that train of thought, let's talk about your recent birthday party we had in amongst all of our weddings and travel and golf tournaments and you name it. Are you old enough to drink now? I am. I am, what year is this? I'm 43. (laughs) I don't even know how old I am. You took that literally 40 and holding. (laughs) I did. Because every year, like for 10 years, I was 30-ish. I was 40-ish. I'm going to be 40-ish for the next seven years. Are you surprised I knew it was seven? I don't doubt your math skills. (laughs) Your English skills, maybe. Your math math skills, no. (laughs) I know, and I own it, and I don't care. It's a part of my nice little charm. I get mixed words up. (laughs) I did it again. I mix words up, and I say things wrong, and I have an accident at times. It just happens. And dyslexia, so we'll cut you a little bit of slack. It's okay to not be perfect. I'm not in a debate class. So, what did your loving spouse set up for your birthday? Well, we went to Oklahoma City, And we got to hang out with 20, 30 of our friends or so? Yeah, we had a pretty good crowd pop up. We would have done something down here, but this was in amongst all of your wedding showers. And so we squeezed in a birthday party for you on a Saturday night. Yep. And also we had to squeeze in another one of my favorite activities that we do in Oklahoma City is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, this birthday party was a little funky because I had to put it together on the fly. Instead of being down here, we were going to be up in Oklahoma area. So I reached out to our Oklahoma lifestyle community and said, hey, let's put something together for you. Now, the other deal was the logistics of getting everybody to go to different things across town. We thought we'd have more of a crowd going with us to Rocky Horror, but we decided afterwards just to go to the big gay dance club across the street. And again, people came out in force and it was a pretty good time. I'm going to say this. I know it was my birthday and I loved all the drinks and shots. If you want to know how much I had, I had quite a bit, like I should because it's my birthday, but I think you had more fun than me. Every time I turned around, I saw you making out with a unicorn. Just one? Several. Couple wives. And then to top it off at the end of the night, guess who drove everyone home? 
the birthday girl. Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, I started off the night saying, hey, this is going to be all about Kimmy. And then you were off doing your own thing. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going to stand here with my thumb up my ass. So I was making the most of it for myself. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was fun. I had a good time. I mean, those of you that know me know I don't have to drink a lot to have a good time. So if I'm going to dance, you know I'm going to stop drinking. We had a really awesome group that came out. And plus, there was another group of lifestyle that came out that added about another 10 to 15 people to the whole mix of the group when it was said and done. Now, I want to talk about your cake that I'm so proud of. Oh, yes. I didn't get to have time to bake you a cake, so I got one ordered. Oh, do you bake? Not at all. <laughs> Okay, so you ordered it. Where did you order this cake from? Now, I wanted to do something clever for your cake. So I had a custom cake made for you. And instead of that traditional happy birthday Kimmy, I had happy birthday motherfucker put on it. So the first two places I called, they're like, oh, we can't do that. So the third one I called, I asked the girl, I said, I need something specific on here and it's a little bit dirty. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, okay, M-U-D-D-A-F-U-C-K-A. And she's all reading through it, mudda, motherfucker. And she starts laughing. She was like, yeah, I'll hook your ass up. That's funny. So our friend was going to pick it up. And he knew my name but didn't know exactly what was on the cake. So the lady's like, so uh, what are we looking for? And he said, it's probably going to be something Kimmy. So she's going through the line, you know, happy birthday, little Tommy. Happy birthday, so-and-so. Happy birthday, Bob. And she gets to one. She's like, happy birthday, motherfucker. And he's like, that's it. That's our, that's our cake. So those of you that do not know me well know that that is one of my words that I like to yell, especially when I'm partying and feeling good. And you got it off of uh, the hangover. Motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, one thing that we forgot to talk about also from the club Go. was when we went upstairs and we were getting a drink because the downstairs line was really long. And that bartender, so the minute you walked up, what did he do? I'm not sure which one you talk about. The guy that had on a sleeveless shirt and then out of nowhere started curling a dumbbell. I was like, first of all, where did you get this dumbbell? Did you just go and work out? Do you work out in between people ordering drinks? So many questions. Hell, I didn't think about it. I should have gone up there and pumped up between uh, songs as well. <laughs> because your muscles are not pumped up enough? I guess not. Maybe he was trying to help you out. Fuck, I can't hang with a 20-year-old. He already looked better than me, so I was like, put your shirt back on, bitch. I can't say I've ever seen a bartender pull out weights and start lifting there. And This is this was your kind of bar for sure. So our friends were nice enough, as you mentioned, as you drove us home to host us for the night. So you didn't drink much there, but we got back to their house, and they started feeding us shots. And I think two shots in, I was done. You passed out. The wife passed out. Everyone was passing out on me. I think I was even the last one awake. <laughs> Nobody can hang with 43-year-olds anymore. Us old people can't. That's right. Well, happy birthday to you, and it's done. Your birthday month is over. We're actually in your birthday month now. So send pictures and videos and everything else to Mr. Lee because his birthday is in a couple weeks. You don't even know. I do know the date. It's the 13th. Well... Let's jump ahead since obviously we're all over the place on this one in order. Let's actually talk about our Halloween because you worked on our costumes for a month. Those of you that know us know that we love to make our own costumes. I personally had no idea what we were. You still don't know what we were. <laughs> I know we're wrestlers. Okay. And we were from the 80s and 90s and we were a wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, that's all I know. 
people were asking you at the Halloween party what we were, and you're like, I think we're some sort of wrestler or something. I'm not sure. But it looked amazing. We did Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom from the old WWE days. Everybody's like, are y'all Mad Max or something like that? And you're like, I'm not sure what these are based on. Actually, only the girls asked me. It was all the guys knew exactly who we were, and they're like, oh, my God, those are amazing. Like, And I was like, okay, you wrestling nerds. Anyways, it was fun. Painted your face, did some cool shit with my hair, as always. It was a good Halloween party. wasn't the best one they've hosted. This was more of a house party feel than a club takeover or a hotel takeover. Yeah, I think that their past events have exceeded um, our expectations, so we just assumed this was going to be over the top again, and then it was a little bit more laid back. And that could have been on us for going in thinking it was going to be over the top. You know, it was fun. Everyone yeah. had a good time, and especially you, once again, made out with all kinds of females <laughs> every time I turned around. I was trying to be good, mainly because my face paint, that it went down onto my nose. So the first girl that I got gave a kiss to, she had a little black spot on her nose, looked like a puppy dog. So then by the end of the night, there were four or five girls walking around with the black spots on their nose and looked like little, a little litter of puppies. I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I felt bad because the stuff wasn't coming off very easy. It was just makeup. It was a grease paint, but they had a little black dot on their nose. They looked like Lady and the Tramp or something. Maybe they liked that mark. Okay. <laughs> I could kind of tell who my litter was there at one point. <laughs> so it was a good Halloween. As you know, that's kind of our big season. We prefer Halloween much more than we do Christmas. We're just banging from one holiday to the next as it's happening now. All right. Now let's talk about what everyone wants to hear. Let's talk about our new journey. Let's talk about our hot husbanding. I'm going to laugh a little bit. We brought up hot husbanding about three months ago, and now I've heard multiple podcasts being like, oh, we're a hot husband couple now. So I'm, I'm just going to say we started the curve <laughs> and just going to leave it at that. Now with this, one thing I do like about a lot of our listeners is that we have opened up a lot of discussions on what this definition is. For us, I was asked by multiple people, you know, why are you not playing? Do you not play anymore? We still play, and I'm still playing as as a couple, or, and I do have the option to play separately if I want. So that hasn't been taken away. Now, the reason we call it hot husbanding for me is because we still have guidelines or boundaries. Totally. And we're not just playing separate. To me, playing separate is when you're just, you're more open relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up is you had mentioned a bunch of people that asked, are you not playing? Now, everybody in the lifestyle world has trouble getting their heads around the hot wifing definition as it is. It, it just, it goes over their head. Now, hot husbanding definitely goes over their head, but I can also see some people asking because, you know, how many times have we heard people starting off, oh, we just want to play with other girls. I don't want another man touching my wife. That's not the issue. You have that autonomy to do what you want with me or outside of me if the situation arises. So I'm sure some people have that concern that, hey, I'm just locking you down where you can't play. That's totally not the situation. If we could fuck a different couple every night and be happy about it, that would totally be our jam. Yeah, 100% agree. And so we're not playing separate. You're still very involved in it. And that's kind of been a little bit of a issue getting this off the ground for me is we've had things we've had to sit down and discuss now the thing about that is it's not that our communication's bad it's sometimes with my four or five days of work travel and I get home and 
know, that's the last thing we want to talk about. Well, so let's just kind of define, you know, I, I feel like over the next several months, and who knows, we might even still be getting into this journey a year later. But as of this podcast, let's let our listeners know what we're doing, how we how we're defining where we're at with this journey. What is our definition of hot husbanding that we've discussed? To us, hot husbanding is just kind of you farming me out. I'm going to say, <laughs> is that not the basics of it? Yeah. Okay. Would you disagree? I basically bring potentials to you and say, hey, I would like to play with this girl, this girl, this girl. And there have been times where you said, this one's contacted me about playing with you. You know, she's kind of even gone around me and gone to you. There's kind of that issue where you, to some extent, farm me out from that angle as well. And, you know, you brought up the fact, do you want me to make all your dates? Hey, I think that would be hot. We would need to be very in tune with what I like and what I don't like. Yeah, and we know that I have no idea what you like or what you need because right now you seem to be a 180 from what you normally go after. That's weird how I get in little cycles. We have a broad spectrum of ladies that we know, and it seems like I have this one little segment of a certain just look at the moment. Next month, it may be something totally different. But it may, what, but it may be the, all six foot ten blondes. Who knows? But that's what the lifestyle is about is you're looking for what you're looking for right then. Your play, you know, like whatever you're interested in at the moment. Next month, it might be something different. And that's why we like this. Okay. So we can basically agree that it's somewhat farming me out, me experiencing things. And I'm not going to say without you because you have a 100% involvement in picking some of my partners. You know, you brought up the fact if I don't like her, then it's a no. And I'm like, ah, that's that's without fail. Yeah, if I don't like them, it's a no. Or if I am feeling a way, it could be a no, but maybe later it could be a yes. Fair enough. That's Again, that gets into the difficulties of it. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, is reclaiming sex a part of our hot husbanding experience? I know that early on we always talked about, and we've, we've actually said this in our podcast, that you should do a reclaiming. I don't like the word reclaiming. I think it's a reconnecting, but here is my deal is if you are in Houston for the week and you have a different day every night, then that's going to, I mean, this is, I mean, seriously, if, how are you going to do that? I'm not going to be able to have sex with you in between each one. Do we need to reconnect? Yeah, we need to make sure we're still connecting and reconnecting. But is it going to be after each one? No, it's not a reclaim because I already know I have you because we're still married. We still have the ink on the paper. It hasn't been whited out yet. That was a dry erase marker, ma'am. <laughs> one quick swap of the <laughs> sponge and we're good. No, that makes sense. I didn't think of it uh, from that angle of, you know, Sam and Houston have multiple dates. That seems a bit far fetched, but you never know what's going to happen. Now, from my aspect, I do like the rejoining sex you know reclaiming uh, some people still use it. it it's we haven't used that in some time other than just jokingly but you know I, I think reconnecting sexually you know works through a lot of issues you know if I was to have a experience with a girl in Houston and you and I were having a little bit of tension until we got that sex I'd be like okay this has something to do with me being with the girl at Houston yeah so you I, would think I, that I, I think for the sake of the marriage and you know plus from a guy's standpoint hey that's double the pussy I'm all down for it so I think we should reclaim after every time well, if we're having an issue, then you are not having sex with other people. Let's just say that. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> and there is my veto. That is the way it needs to be. Because there have been times where we've been at each other's throats a little bit, and we're like, the last thing we need to do is be having sex with other people. That is just a setup for drama and danger. Yeah, and we've actually backed out of play because of that. 
Now, I will say this, because you said that I farm you out or I set up stuff. I, again, have tried to set something up for your birthday. And again, it has failed. Every year, me setting something up fails for your birthday. So there's something about your birthday. Ma'am, I had five offers to play at the Halloween party the other night. Can I just give you my phone and let you start scrolling? Well, one of them was the one I was trying okay. to set up. <laughs> Damn it, yeah. Sometimes shit just doesn't happen. Well, you get adults that travel and adults that have active lives and sometimes nothing lines up. Talking about that setting stuff up, let's talk about the different mindset because uh, the one couple I was trying to set up, we've actually talked to them in the past about playing as a couple with them, but it's never worked out. And so now, one reason I was talking to her about your birthday is because I was like, hey, why don't you guys go play? It might be easier because the four of us have just never been able to get it to go where maybe just the two of you guys, it would. So what are your thoughts on switching from, I don't say propositioning, but I guess that is uh, negotiating uh, as a couple thought process to a negotiating a single process? I'm glad you brought that up because when we initially talked about this, the one thing that I haven't totally thought through was how I have to go about approaching the different factions. One of them is the married wives. The second is the unicorns. The third is the randos, as we've even spoke about. So starting off with the approaching the married wives, I have no problem talking to the husbands and being respectful. A lot of times it's people that are very close friends of ours. But what I did find I'm having trouble with is as I'm going to some of these husbands, like the one you mentioned, we've talked about playing with them. It just hasn't happened. So now to, how do I say, hey, how do I peel your wife off so she and I can play? And, you know, eventually the four of us will play. Well, and not make it look like I'm not interested in him. Right. I don't have comfort in that yet. I'll, I'll bring up even at Podbash, the one hookup that I had. Her husband was doing a great job wingmanning her, but he would leave while she and I were talking and he and I were talking. Now, I had no problem with him being there. I wasn't going to say anything inappropriate or even overtly sexual that I wouldn't be bothered by him hearing. So, like I say, when he would leave, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to run him off. And the husband at the party did that the other night while she and I were sitting there chatting. And I said, oh, is he okay? And she said, oh, yeah, he's going off to chat with people. Now, I, I know from my aspect, I've done that with you, kind of wingmanned you. I've left you alone with guys and be like, hey, do your thing. You don't need me up your ass to flirt. I don't want to be disrespectful to the husbands because – First and foremost, I, I would like to be friends with all these guys that I'm playing with their wives at. Well, and one thing that you didn't know about the other night was that I had actually went up to the husband and approached him first and wanted to make sure he was okay with the fact that I was trying to set you guys up. And then I went to her. He actually kind of called her over and then we were, you know, the three of us were talking and then she went and started talking with you. So you didn't know all that behind the scenes was happening. Well, moving on to the unicorns, to me, that's really been the easiest one to go through. Now, we've got one that we've started pursuing even as of last night. And when I reached out to her, I just told her that, hey, here's our new dynamic. Kimmy's approved you. And she gave us her cell number and I'm basically doing a group text now. And she's welcome to FaceTime you or call you and make sure everything's on the up and up because I'm sure she's probably been catfished by married guys saying they can oh, yeah, play definitely. single. So I just want her to have that tummy comfort and see that we are 100% on the up and up. Well, and we've actually talked to her about some of the married men being shady. And she does know our dynamic because we've known her for several years. And 
she is one that you were interested in the minute you met her, but her partners were not ones I was interested in. The last partner we were with, when she was with him, he threw a tantrum because we wouldn't come back to the room with him. So, yeah, not your type of guy. But like she and I have clicked. I hope something goes and happens between us. Now, that's going to be kind of a different one because she lives in the Houston area. So that will be a little different than me going out on dates in the Dallas area. Yeah, and I 100% trust her that I'm okay with what's what's happening. Now, that brings up another topic is when I've spoken to a couple of the married wives, I'm like, how do you roll with this? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking dinner and drinks in a hotel room. Now, I wanted to make that offer. I don't want to just be like, hey, here's some dick. Um, have a good night. You know, I want to make a little bit of a date out of it. But I also realize that some from the women's side, they may not want a date. They're in air quotes. They may not want to go out to dinner and whatever because that feels too much like a relationship or emotion. What's your thoughts? Well, no, I can see both sides of it. But I also think that drinks or coffee, you know, meeting up a little bit. But with that said, right now, you have already established all the people that you're going to be playing with. So if you guys did just meet up at a hotel, I think it would probably be okay because they do know us so well. And we are friends with the ladies you are going to be playing with. So when we start doing more randos, it might be a little bit different. Let's get into the rando subject. You know, when I got to thinking about that, that was one that I'm like, it'll probably never happen. And I still don't think it'll ever happen. I, I do have to say there was a bartender that was flirting with me at our Houston Open House event. But it's one of those deals where I'm like, do I really want to use the rando card You know, right off the bat? And the other thing I was thinking about randos that's different from the dating scene is, you know, how often in the dating scene did I just get to go, hey, do you want to go hook up? So I say it, it's going to have to be a pretty specific situation. You know, I'm not dating. I'm not, you know, the, the bartender at Houston, you know, was it going to involve me going out five times on dates with her? That's not really what we're in this for. So it, it, the rando is a little different card than the unicorn and the married wife. That's the reason I said last episode that if you decided to meet up with the bartender, like, hey, would you like to go back to the room with me? I think that you just instantly be like, hold on. Let me, you know, we're in the lifestyle. This is my wife. And you can either just message me or whatever. And I can just be like, here's what we're doing. This is it. We don't need your phone number afterwards. And, you know, that way we don't have a stalker every time you go back to the area. Because she's thinking you're going to be having a relationship. It's nice that I have that option on the table. But when thinking it through, it's just like, oh, that's probably not the best of the three options. No, because now you have a long list of the wives that we know that you're wanting to play with because a lot of them do play uh, separate. They're either hot wives or they play separate. So now you've got your list on them. We'll see whose list you're on. How many reach out to me about that? Hint, hint. Well, let me ask you this question before we move on to the next topic. Have you set anything up yet? Because obviously I failed on your birthday attempt. So what's happening now? Let me put it this way. Check your text groups and your DMs. That means I'll have to get out my phone. You know, all these listeners know I'm not a phone person. Let me put it this way. I'm aiming for hot husband palooza for my birthday. <laughs> no, in all fairness, I do know you have two or three things in the works and set up. So listen to us next month to find out how this goes. Because I think that we're going to keep talking about our journey because it's this is a kind of different. 
So even though the weather has turned cold as balls here in Texas, I actually had to put on a coat the other day, not a jacket, but a coat. We still finished the year with some pool party action. I wasn't expecting this pool party. It was a birthday party, and we went back to some friends that we've known for 10 plus years, and we went back to Arkansas where we had lived at for a time to their pool party. Well, in addition to the pool party, if you remember right, we were also looking at a job interview with my former boss, so there was a dual reason for going back. So let's get in this pool party. This is one of these, this is going to be an interesting one. What did Lee get me into moments? Now, I will say this. It was a very good opportunity to meet several new people, several attractive people, people that we will probably be friends with a handful of them. And a handful of them we're going to pretend like we never seen again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is sad. This story takes a weird turn. It's all your fault. I'm just going to say that. I'll own this mistake. When you first asked me why we're going to this party, I said, hey, it's back our old area. I have a potential job interview, plus the people are really hot, and I would like to play with this host, and I think you want to play with the host husband. Yes, Lee, that's how it goes. Yes, that is what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm on the hot seat for this one. I don't even want to finish the story now. Oh, no, this is, a, this is an interesting story. Keep going. Okay, so let's just start with the good stuff. We get to Arkansas. We meet the handful of people there. We get settled in. Now, right off the bat, the host wife tells me that her and her husband are interested in playing with us later in the night. She and I have flirted online. There have been a lot of sexual flirting going back and forth. For years, for years. For years. I'm going to say you've somewhat flirted with the husband. In person, yes. Okay, so you don't leave me hanging there. No, no, not at all. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you'd do him because he's a good-looking buff dude. Yes. Okay, so. And we have tried to close the deal a couple t- couple years, but it just hasn't happened. Sometimes there's something good said for long-term sexual tension, but but I think the ship sailed before we got there. So as I mentioned, we get to the pool party, get our swimsuits on, get in the pool that was approximately 32 degrees. <laughs> and this was still in September, right? Was this in September? It was earlier on, so I mean, it was still kind of warm outside. In the, in the summer, yeah. So where do we go from here? Let's talk about some of our wing manning. We got to meet a lot of people. I was going to tell you you're welcome. <laughs> I did a great job wingmanning you. Now, the birthday boy, the host husband, and then his BFF, they were both talking with me. Now, let's be honest what you had off in your corner there. You got a big buff football looking dude, and you got a dude that looks like fucking Aquaman. Oh, exactly. A, like- a, a spitting image. It looks like Jason Momoa. So I'm like, hey, Kimmy's doing good. She's got two, other than me, got two good looking dudes over there. <laughs> I was like, you're welcome, babe. So there you go. You're welcome. Now, here is why I have not played with the birthday boy yet. So the discussion that we were having was, so do you think Lee would tell me what his diet and weight plan is? What does he do? Tell me about his workout schedule. I don't know. I'm just the wife. Go ask him. That's literally what I said. Babe, if you can't spread your legs and close the deal, that's on you, not me. I mean, maybe I need to be like, he eats chicken and rice. Uh. I mean, seriously. You should have asked them if they wanted to taste your protein snack. <laughs> How's that? Oh, my goodness. So then I floated over to the next gentleman. <laughs> and we hit it off. We were talking about old cars, which is the thing I love. And some of the connections that we were having on these old cars, I was trying to get you to come over and meet this guy and talk about some of these old cars, and you wouldn't come over. You kept saying, babe, he's in old cars. Babe, he has a such and such Cadillac. Babe, he has, I'm like, babe, I've got three freaking unicorns right here on me. I don't care if he's giving out steroids and sirloins. I'm going to be here with the three fucking unicorns. There's not a thing over there that interests me. (laughs) 
It's already too big of a sausage party over there on your side of the pool. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. We got out because I was getting way too cold and I got in the hot tub. And so we were just kind of talking about the discussions we had just had. Yeah, as you mentioned, we got in the hot tub and had a cute unicorn join us for a bit. Yes. I left you alone in the hot tub with this unicorn. Were you wingmanning me on that one? Maybe. I'm not sure how to answer this. <laughs> well, she got out and realized I was staying in. And she said, oh, do you care if I stay with you? I'm like, yeah, come on. So she actually kind of took the seat next to me, which we ended up floating into each other and touching a little bit and talking and going through. She was a new unicorn to the lifestyle and going on what she likes and dislikes about it, our dynamics and how long we've been into it. And she and I started making out for a few minutes. It was very PG. I mean, I got her boobs out of her top and was kissing on them, but neither of us went for any genitalia. So, and like I said, we both asked what we could touch. And at that point, she was like, you need to go ask your wife if we can play. And I'm like, which at that point, after making out with her, she was very cute. I liked her body. I just wasn't feeling anything really crazy about wanting to finish with her. When it was really quick because you, you weren't in there very long. And so that should have been our first indicator yeah. of how the rest of the night was going to go down. So while you have that happening, I get out to go to the bathroom and I walk in and there is a couple couples playing in the living room, which obviously I'm going to stop and watch for a little bit. One thing that those that know us know that we are into condoms, big time into condoms. I notice there's no condom use. So I'm like, all right, they must be regulars, poly, whatever. And then I go to the bathroom and I come out and I said, all right, those four people are off our list. Let's move on. So when I come out of the bathroom, you're still in the hot tub at this time. And then I go and get in the hot tub and a bunch of people follow us. We've got a small group. And there's this girl that when we lived in Arkansas, somehow your job and her job and we all kind of ran parallel to each other, I guess you could say. She and I actually worked for the same company. I told her we used to work there, and I said, I worked for this company. She said, I did too. And I said, yeah, this was my service manager, and this was my branch manager. She said, yeah, I know both of them. They're, they're friends of mine. She worked for another division of my company on the other side of town, which this is a town of about 10,000 people. It's not like it was the Dallas or Houston metro. So I kind of remember her because I remember my guys being like, oh, go over and see what's her name with the big tits. And, of course, me being like, oh, let's go see some tits. <laughs> I'm not going to strip club, but I'm, I'm down for some big tits. I do remotely remember her, and she ran with a bunch of the friends that we partied with. So the fact that we never were in a bar or party with her is kind of crazy. So anyways, I was talking to her about her swimsuit because I loved her swimsuit. It's very cute. So I'm talking with her, and she – was telling me that she was insecure and that she's finally getting comfortable with her breast. And like all of us were topless, I was asking her if she wanted to take her top off because everyone else was. And so anyways, she decided to take her top off and she You pulled... were good enough about helping her out. That, and she was having trouble getting it off. So Yeah, because it was like a wraparound here's, swimsuit. Here's the deal. Really you helped cool. unveil her. Wow. I... When she was saying she had big boobs and that's the reason she had this like strapped in crazy swimsuit... I did not realize how big her boobs were. I'm just going to interrupt there. You untied her top and pulled it down off of her, and you turned around and looked at me with a holy fucking Christ look. That, yeah, I'm, <laughs> and uh, looking at me like I, ha I haven't seen them. <laughs> I'm like, holy fucking Christ. And she was still younger, probably 30s. Yeah. And so her breasts were perky, and they were the biggest 
breast that were natural that I have seen in a very long time. What'd you say, a 38 double J? Yeah, they were uh, huge. The, and I'll put it this way. The swimsuit she was in was probably six or eight inches across the front. She had more out of one tit hanging out each side than most girls have across their whole chest. I've never seen anything that, this big and fucking perfectly shaped. Yeah, yeah you were like, Jesus, tap dancing Christ. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you were like, did you see those? I was like, I could have been at the end of their half-mile driveway and still seen them. So, yeah, I, I, I seen them. So then suddenly my interest was in. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I was interested. Now, with that said, she enjoyed having her top off after that. Yeah, which was cool. I'm going to give you credit there. Other girls have said that about you is you're a girl's girl. You're beautiful as fuck, but you don't put other women down. You yeah. do all you can lift. And you've always been that way. You did pinup modeling for a while. And that's kind of why you got out of it is some of the mean girls were just, you know, you're like, They're I don't want to be part of this crap. Girl's pretty if she's 300 pounds or 130. Yeah. And there were some that were just, the, the well, pinup world got so fucking screwy that you're just like, I don't want to be part of, known as part of that. Yeah. Well, and this girl, she, she was around a bunch of smaller girls that had big boobs and they were all fake. And so she was insecure about her big natural boobs. And so, you know, she really wanted to take her top off. And so finally after her and I had talked, she was okay with taking them off and wanted to. And so anyways, I just want to put that out there because I don't want it to seem like I was just taking her top off and ripping it off because it wasn't like that. Well, now that we've established how big these are, let's jump ahead to later in the night and it's after dark and we're hanging under their pavilion and you wingman me once again. We're all kind of hanging on the couch there next to the poolside and you said, oh, why don't you lay down next to her? So she and I were having a pretty good conversation and the flirting was going pretty good. I'm just going to say I didn't shoot my shot and I'm going to blame it in part because after the first one, I didn't really lead the other one on. I was just, just like, I'm, I'm not feeling it. And plus with this one, I didn't want to treat her like she was just a big pair of massive boobs. I mean, I severely liked the chick. She had a gung-ho attitude, which, which really turned me on. But I was also just enamored with the size of her boobs and didn't want to just treat her like a pair of boobs. You at one point were looking at me like, what the fuck, dude? I'll put you right there by her and you're not doing a damn thing. <laughs> well, and also it was getting towards the end of the night and we knew that we had possibly set up a playtime with the the host couple. So we didn't want to journey off and then them think that we were just coming back to them later as seconds or whatever. Well, since I keep going on and on about them, have we ever had this conversation? If a girl was to ask, do you think I'm an ass man or tip man? Honestly, I know that when a girl with a big ass walks by, you can't help yourself to look. You look at small asses. You look at big asses. Every ass that walks by, you are checking out. All asses matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're so much of a boob person, though. You are? Because you like small, real. You like big. You like you like all. That's hard. I don't even know how I'd answer. I might lean more towards ass than boobs. God, I don't know. But a big pair of boobs will stop me in my tracks, too. <laughs> Hence, every time you come out of the shower, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> boobs, let me touch them. I know. I, I, well, it stops me when I get out of the shower, too, and I see my boobs in the mirror. I think, fuck, I got big boobs. 20 years, and you're still not used to your own reflection with those titties? No. Nope. Well, because when you look down, that's different than when you look straight ahead at them. So, so far, so good in the story up until this point. Now, let's talk about where things start getting weird. You mentioned you got went inside and saw a little sexual performance with no condoms. For the rest of the night, there was all sorts of sexual performances with no condoms. Which for us just makes us uneasy. It's not something we participate in. 
And where we've also brought up that if we know that you play without condoms once, you're probably doing it every time. So which we saw all night long because they've played with everyone played with multiple partners, which I'm okay with, but without a condom. And so that's when we it was not our scene. We were okay with them having multiple partners. And that's what you even asked me at one point. So if everyone was using condoms, would you still want to play with some of these people? And I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, I brought that up. The uh, birthday boy, the husband, the host husband, probably played with eight or ten girls. And I said, would you have been fine being number 11 if condoms were involved? And you said, yeah. And I know some of you are like, eh, I don't play with anybody if if they've done something else. And I'm probably a little bit of a diva. I'm like, hey, if we're going to play, I'm not waiting in line for you. I, I will say that, well, but under the circumstances, I was like, hey, if we have to wait in line for them and we're going to be their last ones of the evening or whatever, I'm fine with that as long as protection is involved. Well, because for me, I would assumed that they would wipe up or clean in between each person. You would use a condom, which is, you know, also a barrier also. And so I just kind of, I'm okay with the multiple partners if you use a new condom and you clean yourself up. That was not happening. So it keeps going downhill from there. We've already decided and kind of said to each other that we're not playing. So you and I end up in the hot tub one more time. We're naked. We got naked there late in the night. And it was me and you, the host wife, and a creepy guy. So (laughs) the host wife hops in. is like, hey, I haven't got to talk to you all all night. Well, at that point, we've already decided it was out. We were just trying to figure out a way to start winding down the night. So as you and I are talking, she proceeds to crawl on top of me and try to put my dick inside of her multiple times. And, and I'm, I'm squirming around. And and she was trying to be discreet about it. Like she, I like, don't know about that. No, she okay. was. She was trying to carry on this conversation, act like, kind of like when you're in high school and you're trying to have discreet sex next to people. I didn't do that, so I don't know That's that what works. she was doing. And I was just like, I know you're trying to put it in. And so I was looking at you like, hmm. I'm squirming around. I'm rubbing my dick on her inner thigh. At one time, I put my hand over the top of my dick so she wouldn't go down on it. We have a distress code where if you don't, you don't want me to, talking. You don't have to tell what everyone is. I, I, I don't. If you don't want me talking to a girl or we need to get out of the situation, we make this quick code and it's a done deal. Now, we've only probably used it once, twice at the max. I was literally like, babe, distress code. Get the fuck out of the pool. Yeah. I'm doing all I can to fight it from keep going in her. And so the reason we said that there was a creepy guy is because all night... <laughs> He was, I think he was jerking off while she was trying to mount yes, me. Yes, and he kept like trying to rub up on me and there was not consent there. And he was just kind of lingering and following me around different places. So, yeah, it was a little bit, that's the reason he was a creeper. So we managed to get out of the pool. We got into the restroom and we had both had to use the restroom anyway, but we're like, okay, this is, this we're is out. not going to happen. <laughs> we're, we're done. We're, we're, and she's like, are you want to? I said, oh, fuck no, not at this point. And we go back out there, and you're like, oh, fuck, my swimsuit's still hanging over the pool side, over the hot tub side, and she's fucking the creepy guy. So we're like, okay, that we've, we've got an out. So we grab our ice chest. Granted, we both just have towels wrapped around us. We drive out of their place, which is out in the middle of the country. As we are driving back to town at 2 in the morning, we damn near hit a deer. We had to stomp on our brakes and damn near put it in the ditch. Meanwhile, we're driving back in towels. And I'm like, can you imagine having to talk to a highway patrol after you hit a deer or a cow and you're standing there naked on the side of the road? Oh, yeah. We were out. (laughs) So then we get to the hotel. And after finding a parking spot, we had to put clothes on. And you know, when we walked in, the girl was kind of laughing because we were in our towels. And then we put clothes on to walk in. I forgot about that part. And they were like, oh, so where have you guys been all night? We're like a birthday party. (laughs) 
Kim goes, it's his fault. Let him tell his story. That's how Lee gets into situations. So consent has seemed to be the issue that I've seen a lot online as well as in person and as well as in personal conversations recently. So let's just go into that topic a little bit. One of the programs you make me watch pretty frequently is the Below Deck. And there was one of them that you saved for me and made me watch that kind of tied into this. On Below Deck, there was a male deckhand and then a female stew that at different points after partying were trying to force themselves on other crew members. I'm just, I'm trying to keep this as short as possible. So when the male did it and shut the door, the production was like, nope, you're out, get out, get out. And then he was immediately ejected off the boat. Now, I just want to interject something there is the girl that he was crawling into bed with was 100% passed out. Yes. So and she e- even, even said as, no before she passed out. Even as watching it, I'm like, ooh, this makes me uncomfortable. Now, moments after that, then the female stew crawls onto the bunk with a nether male deck hand, and she is trying to do the same thing. And he's like, no, leave me alone. Get out of here. Get out of here. And what happened with that? It took some time, and they kicked her off for something different. Yeah, but nothing was said. So to me, that's a double standard. She should have been ejected that night also. But the male didn't say anything where the female did. No, and the male wasn't a little bit more of a mental clarity than the woman was. The woman was 100% passed out. And as someone with a 20-something-year-old daughter, that makes me uncomfortable that there are guys like that. And I've worked in the bar scenes, and I've seen guys, roofie girls, talk about something that'll get me fired up. Yeah, I just felt like that story was a good example of some of the consent stuff because that can happen especially in the lifestyle community. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that we've seen or heard within the last month, let's be honest. Let's back up just a hair before we go into this and actually discuss and define what consent is. Consent is the agreement or permission expressed through affirmative, voluntary words or actions that are mutually understandable to all parties involved to engage in a specific sexual act. The other thing I like about that is voluntary. To us, that also includes a non-inebriated state. Yep. Which we've seen some issues with lately. So let's push forward with this. Yeah. Going forward, let's say that this is something that we always say where it's clear. No means no. Yes means yes. Maybe means no. Nonverbal still means no. You need to clearly use your words if you're going to say yes. Don't be teasing. Yes means yes. And that's the only time with words. Now, I say this pretty frequently, but we are doing adult stuff. So use your adult words. We're from the belief that if you cannot use your adult words to say, you can do this to me, I'm fine with this, then you should not be in this space. It's not the right place for you until you can develop that skill set. Yeah, if you're not able to negotiate your sexual actions, then you shouldn't be doing it. Well, let's start with this one. It kind of ties into the below deck story. When we're at Naughty New Orleans, I was poolside one day in a tank top in a kilt. There was a unicorn girl there that had caught my interest based on the fact that she was tall and fit and just look pretty damn hot. So she and I end up striking up a conversation. You were talking with some friends on the other side of the pool. Me and this unicorn, as we are having conversation, are getting closer to each other, and we end up with our arms around each other, a little bit of touch. Now she ends up going into full-on groping mode with me. She did everything pretty much, but pulled my dick out and jerked it off in front of people, which I didn't tell her no, so there was no consent. But hey, I was fine with it. I, I wasn't too upset. Now, as we were talking, somebody came by and smacked her on the ass. At that point, she goes into flip-out mode and chased the dude down and told this guy how he was not allowed to touch random women. Now, going back to that double standard, I didn't say anything because, I honestly, I was enjoying the attention. But when some other guy did it that she didn't approve of, 
she goes into kill mode. Well, and I don't think that that's right. There's such a double standard on this that even for me, I get if I'm making out with a guy, then another guy sees it, he automatically comes up and then thinks it's okay. But yet girls, they'll come up and just grope me like nothing. And I know for me, that is something I've really had to train myself and I still struggle with it is that I can't go up and grab a girl's boobs or grab her ass. Like I've really had, I I realize how much I do it. And so I've been trying to correct myself a lot on this topic. Why is girl on girl groping so accepted? Honestly, I think it's because we're programmed to do it. I seriously, I know that that's crazy, but think about it. It's okay for girl on girl stuff. And everybody assumes that's what everybody's wanting. Yes. And I guess even the, which straight girls like you semi-straight, that may not be a want on you. Sometimes it may not bother you, but other times you may be like, hey, fuck this. Yeah. I, I'm, I've had girls try to come up and kiss me because I'm standing there with a group of guys and I'm just like, why? It's not okay. Now, from the male perspective, if we were down at Oaklawn in the gay hood out with some friends at the club and a guy came up to me and grabbed me or tried to kiss me. I guarantee I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, what the hell? I would put the stops to it. So I can imagine, you know, as a, a straight girl or anybody, you know, non-consent, like that goes different ways. There was a joke that I'd seen one time that said, don't do anything to women that you wouldn't want a guy doing to you. I'm like, oh, that's a good way to look at it. For us women, we need to be okay with telling people no because we've been programmed for so many years to just, oh, that guy touched my ass. No, tell him no. But you need to be aware when you touch someone else's ass. And that's the reason I was saying I'm really trying to focus on my awareness. We have a friend that has a gorgeous skin discoloration across her breast. And I just want to go up and touch her breast all the time because I just love it. I'm drawn to that. And I know that I shouldn't just go up and touch her because I am drawn to her breast. Now, you had an interesting one that you brought to my attention at a meet and greet recently. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, I actually watched someone walk across a group of people dancing. This girl pulled this other girl's arm back, tried to convince her to make out with her. And the one girl was very unwilling. You could tell she was trying to pull away. She was jerking. She started shaking. She started crying and was really like trying to get away from this uh, pushier other female and walked outside and the other girl turned around and went back to her husband. And then we had walked outside because we were changing bars, kind of happened all at the same time. And I noticed that that girl was still just visibly shaking and crying. Her husband was trying to like check in what's going on. Are you okay? And she was, she just was like, no, she couldn't even walk or barely talk. And was like, no, I'm not okay. I need to leave. So the one girl basically physically assaulted her, I guess you could say, without her consent, and then was trying to force her to make out, and that's not okay. Now, that was something we covered earlier, is the sober part. This is at a meet-and-greet bar crawl, so some people may have had a little bit too much to drink, but sounds like there was some predatory action going on there. Yeah, and I will have to say that one thing I feel like we as a group should also... I mean, in the lifestyle, we all do patrol each other. So when you notice that someone's drinking too much or does take a drug or something like that, and they're starting to get a little forceful, we need to make sure we patrol that and get that shut down. 
because it's not okay. You know, I feel like as bystanders, we needed to pay attention. We need to pay attention more. And we should have stepped in when we noticed this happening. But for me, this happened so quickly that I was like, what is going on? Like, I wasn't comprehending what was happening. And, you know, what if this was not at a bar on the dance floor? What if this was in a playroom and we saw this? You know, so we need to make sure that we stand up for everyone. And we know that do not force, do not touch anyone unless it's okay. The crazy part about this story is this was a podcaster doing this stuff. So watch who you trust out there. Now, the part that pissed me off is she was standing at the bar talking to a bunch of single guys saying, oh, yeah, this group's a whole swinger group, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're violating my rights there and my privacy by telling people this. Because what was that was one of my customers there at the bar that you were talking to. And they're like, hey, Lee, why are you at this uh, party with a bunch of swinger people? Yeah, and then you could have lost your job. You could have lost your business. You know, like, that's not okay to out other people. You violated my fucking consent by opening your mouth. All right, let's move on before you get into this soapbox. Before I name them out loud? <laughs> no, we'll edit that part out. Well, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think any touch between anybody needs to be consented to? Yeah, I think so. Well, let me run this one by you. We have a friend that we travel with. She attended a pool party this summer. When she got there... There was a person they bring in to host events that was finger-fucking some person poolside. This host sees our friend come up, hops out of the pool, goes over to her. Now, she was just going to give him a quick wave and say, hey, how you doing? But he insisted in throwing his arm around her. Now, when he did, she brought up the fact that after he was done hugging her, her shoulder smelled like pussy, bad pussy. And still had juices on it. And you know how I feel about that. How would would you react if that had been you? I'd been like, what the fuck? Get the fuck off me. I would have freaked out. So should... He have consented for a hug there or a touch? Yeah, he should have. Number one, he should have washed his hands. That is one of my pet peeves. Number two, yeah, ask, hey, do you care if I hug you? Don't just assume you can do it. Well, and I will say this, and I know we talked about this. One of our friends from Oklahoma City had on an outfit, and I literally, when I saw it, I said, could I please have consent to touch you all night because I'm going to want to touch this outfit and I need to know up front, but at any mo- any point you tell me no, I will stop, but I will be touching you all night. Just don't get pussy juice all over them. No, well, I'm about to. Uh, nope. Now, building off of that, just because you see someone hugging, kissing, fingering, whatever, somebody else, does not mean that that gives consent to everybody else in the room. And that's one of the problems that you've had before that irritates you. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, is that I can be kissing someone and then it seems like five other guys will come up and try to kiss me. And I'm like, no, why? I didn't give you permission. You can't grab my boobs. You know, just because I'm allowing this person to do it or my boobs are out doesn't mean that I want, you know, I have the right to say no. And the other thing, you have the right to take away consent at any point. Consent can be given and taken away just as easy. Well, just like the pool party we were at in the hot tub, we had agreed that we would probably play with the host couple later that night. But she didn't negotiate with us. She just kind of came in. And at that point, we had already been like, nope, this isn't going to happen. Hours later, she probably should have said, hey, are we still down to play? Yeah. Rather than trying to force fuck me. Yeah. We'll we'll close this out. Sometimes I feel like we're beating a dead horse on this, but unfortunately we have to revisit this topic once a year, it seems like. Well, I think that people just get so complacent and so they forget that they need, what, are you surprised I used a big word? I just saw that look. (laughs) Good job, babe. Complacent. (laughs) I think people forget that you still need to ask. You still need to get consent and negotiate everything. Like you said earlier, be an adult. We're doing adult things. 
you know, clear communication on consent is such an important issue in the lifestyle, not only for the safe for safety reasons, but as our community is becoming more to the forefront, I don't want to say we're main, I don't even want to say we're mainstreamed, but people are interested in the lifestyle more. So we need to make sure we're setting a good example because we don't want to cast that ugly cloud on the lifestyle that, because you're going to hear about the one time or the negative time of when consent goes wrong. You're going to hear about the meet and greet where somebody got forceful. Yes. You know, that's what the vanillas are going to be like, oh my God, the swingers were here and this is what happened instead of somebody that was vanilla that knew we were what this thing was. And they see this girl jerking this other girl. That's the last thing I'd want to fucking get into if I'd seen an action like that. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that swingers, the wife doesn't have a choice in this, that her husband's forcing her, stuff like that. And that's not true. That's not what the lifestyle's about. And we need to make sure that we're representing our community. Strong words, baby. You know, I threw in some big words in there. Now I'm tired. My brain hurts from thinking. Let's wrap this up. What else we got going on? My birthday, bitches. Yep. Make sure you guys. Hot husband Palooza. Put your applications in now to Miss Kimmy. Yep. Make sure you guys send Lee pictures and happy birthday wishes. And if you're interested in uh, going out on a hot husband date (laughs) to the hotel, shoot me up. Now I'm going to Flamingo, bitches. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwingingFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! Was that loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>